0: Greetings, everyone. This is Eric Stewart from Fishing Fanatics, and today I have an awesome guest. He's been a buddy of mine for the past two years, and we've been fishing a lot. Noah Rosetta, how you doing, Noah? Good. How you doing today? Good, man. I appreciate you jumping on this thing last minute with me. I wanted to get this thing recorded because I think you're probably one of the smartest people that I personally fish with when it comes to bass fishing and
1: locating big bass. <laughs> really, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. I, what do you, what, I, yeah what, I agree a little bit I, I I definitely
0: do my best I try yeah, the kid you, you see he's being modest now the kid comes out there with packets of packets of research and knows where to throw his bait catch more bass but noah it's one of those things that you know we kind of came together and we went down to this thing that's called the swim bait gathering down in Virginia can you just let the listeners in and talk about a little bit of the swim bait community as a whole and then a couple of things that we're both involved in
1: Alright, so basically, um, there's a group on Facebook, it's called Sumo Universe, um, it's ran by a gentleman named Wayne Campbell and a few other guys, great group of dudes that are kind of in charge of that whole operation. It's like 35,000 people, um, all over the world, uh, United States, you know, Japan, doesn't matter, there's people all over the world, and, um, it's a really tight-knit group. Um, we're both here in Pennsylvania, and, um... Swim baits as a whole is a kind of a technique dedicated to targeting uh, pretty much the largest fish in your waters. Uh, the short story is basically um, big bait, big fish kind of makes sense. That's the easiest way to explain it. And essentially um, it has a cult following and this group. Um, the whole focus and the cult following aspect comes from the fact that many of these baits are handmade. Uh, and a lot of guys refer to them as functional art. Uh, Very expensive, handmade, a lot of time and effort goes into making these baits. So every year, uh, there's a large show in, usually it's in Virginia. And they've done it for four years now. And they're doing another one, uh, actually, in April down in Texas. Um, I've been to the last three of the Virginia ones. And essentially, um, it's been called the ICaster Swim swimbaits. It's uh, 25, 30, 40 vendors, a bunch of folding tables. And they come and they display all their baits and they sell them. It's uh, just a big day, just hanging out with all these guys you've known on this Facebook group, and buying swim baits and just having a good time.
0: Yes, yeah, so, and know knowing you personally, I know uh, I know you got quite the collection of baits, right? Um, you know everything oh, yeah. from swim baits to you know just like your classic baits that you got. What's your favorite swim bait to throw? You had, you had to pick one all times of the season. Had to pick one bait. Kind of put me on the spot here, but. What's that bait for you?
1: My favorite ever, I mean, it, I wouldn't say it's the most like any season. It would be the soft tail, and I actually have it tattooed on my arm. Um, Mike Buka makes this. I actually got this a couple months ago. But it's just it's just special to me. I love it. I'm very confident in it. Um, but right now, for year-round, just any good glide bait, really. Um, you could do a lot with the glide bait and fish it deep shallow. doesn't matter. And um, get a reaction strike from the fish. It's something, whereas... They don't want to eat it and you can get them react, then they're going to eat it. That's what I how I like to fish most of the time with swim baits. Um, I really like glide baits, but I fish them all, wake baits, crankdowns. Uh, I just got into soft baits, um, but I've got a wide array, um, but I really like glide baits a lot. Gotcha, man. And then starting off with traditional,
0: you know, Senkos or jigs and kind of punching some stuff in there to switch over to swim baits. What's the biggest change that you had to make? Um, with your mindset going into like a new lake or going into a lake you already fish,
1: it's just uh, trying to uh, figure out how to catch them on a swim bait when, um, say I could catch them on something else. Um, like if they're biting, if I wanted to throw a jig, um, you know I could drag a soft bait, or I can if I want to throw a square ball I can crank down a large crank down and bang it off of rocks and wood. Um, if I want to cover water, I can throw a crank down glide bait, a really good bait to cover water. Um, just to, you know, see what the area's like, if the fish are active, if there's fish even there. Um, but yeah, it, it all translates over. Um, it's not just as easy as time for me catching a big fish. That happens for people. It's happened for me. Um, but you still have to apply the knowledge that you've gained from fishing conventional. It doesn't, of course, it doesn't just automatically equal, um, large fish instantly. You know, some people are lucky enough to have that. But like I said, in Pennsylvania, um, there's, uh, le- there's still big fish, plenty of big fish, but, um. There's a lot less comparative, um, so to say, like, Georgia or somewhere down south, like Texas. Um, so, for me, I like some a lot because um, you try, I try to maximize my odds at um, catching a larger bass. And if you just present it the right way, and it's what they're looking for, if they're keyed in on a larger bait, um, Usually, you know, hopefully it works out, so.
0: Definitely. And... Um... You know, you kind of hit on there. Being from PA, we're both kind of around the same neck of the woods here in, in southern P- east southeastern PA. Um, what's your favorite lake to fish? You had to pick one.
1: you're <laughs> a lake. Um, well, I, I just started getting really into the lakes um, the last couple of years. I was able to get a kayak um, a couple of years ago. Uh, I just got a boat this past fall. Um, but growing up camping, uh, there's a lake. Up in the mountains, about an hour from home, it's called Mock Chunk Lake. And there's another lake that I stayed at and fished my whole life, pretty much. And that's actually my other tattoo. It's called Lake Carabeth That's a little tiny lake that uh, I've been fishing pretty much since I was a little kid. Um, so all time, there's my two favorite lakes, just for like nostalgia's sake. It's where I've caught the most fish. It's where I've made a lot of memories. Uh, but where I like to go on my boat now, um, I like Marsh Creek, Actuar Reservoir, uh, Nacomet. Beltsville, just to name a few. Those are kind of all the closest, lakes to me, you know, within reasonable distance, that being two hours or so.
0: Business owners and marketing professionals in the Philly area, Bad Rhino takes the overwhelm out of digital marketing. With tailored digital marketing services, from social media management to SEO and PPC advertising, our expert team navigates the complexities of the digital ad space for your business. Let Bad Rhino lead you to success. Visit badrinoinc.com and let's take your business to new heights. Bad Rhino, we do digital marketing,
1: so you don't have to.
0: When you're going up the Marsh Creek, what do you focus on? Musky bass
1: fishing? What do you What do you like to dial uh, Bass. I mean, I have a hard time throwing some baits there because the musky population is there's there's a lot in there. There, it's it's a dense population for sure, and they typically like to hang out in the same areas. Um, I'm very shallow water oriented. That's how I've always fished. Is it's kind of the easiest way to go. Um, having a boat now and you know this is going to be my first spring with a boat and going into summer um, hopefully get some more deep water um, techniques dialed in hopefully but um, particularly with Marsh Creek um, there are a lot of muskie and throwing swim baits there is a challenge because of that because swim baits are expensive and muskie have sharp teeth and that's not a good combination if you want to keep your lures and I don't finish with the leader I've never went out specifically targeting muskie. I do plan on doing that though because every time I'm there, they're all over my baits. So typically, I I've gone there the least in the last couple of years because of that. I throw a lot of swim baits, um, but now if I if I went tomorrow, I'd be throwing conventional mostly, um, because I've done I've had more success there on conventional than I have with swim baits. Gotcha, makes sense. And uh, what what kind of boat do you got? It's called a Fisher. It's a little sixteen foot aluminum boat. A uh, Fisher got bought, I believe, by Tracker back in the early two thousands. Um, it's a sixteen foot aluminum bass boat with a twenty horsepower Mariner on the back. I just got it fully rebuilt, new trolling motor, new deck, new carpet, new wiring. It's basically a brand new boat at this point. Um, but I'm very excited to uh, really spend some time on that thing. So.
0: No, that'll get you out there. And, you know, for all the listeners that are listening to this podcast right now, um, you know, I've known Noah for the past two years, and I've seen him do some crazy stuff um, to be able to go fishing, like working all day. And then he gets off at eight o'clock and he goes to sleep until four o'clock in the morning. Then he doesn't go to sleep and he goes right to his job. And then after he, he works another shift, he goes back out and fishing. So, you know, it's, it's a crazy grind that you kind of get on when you're in the summer and you're kind of working and you also want to fish too. Tell me a little bit about that grind and how you kind of make your schedule around fishing and working.
1: So I have two jobs. I'm, a, I'm also a part-time student. I work at a convenience store and I work in a restaurant. And I'm in school. I'm trying to, I'm trying to become a nurse within the next few years. Um, the way I have my schedule set up, I live at home still. I'm 21. Um, you know, I pay my own bills, I help out my parents with whatever, um, but other than that, I've pretty, I've, I've nothing to do but save money and all my free time, you know, I, 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 am responsible, but I, I fish a lot. I definitely am a very busy person. Uh, so the way I have my schedule set up, I go from the convenience store to the restaurant, um, several days a week. So it's 6am till, you know, working in a restaurant, sometimes you're not done till was midnight. So for several days a week, I'm working 14, 15, 16 hours. Um, but then on the flip side, I'll have three days where I have nothing. So like right now, um, Tuesdays, I have nothing. Thursdays, I have, uh, one class and then Sundays I'm off. So those are my, my free days. And then of course I'm doubled up, uh, three days, three days out of the week. And then I have work another day. Um, so I am extremely busy, but, um, it's a it's a good way to make money and have the free time you want. I am exhausted a lot, but um, I'm young, so I I can do it. I don't really uh, mess with, you know. I have a girlfriend, so I, I take it pretty easy. Besides that, I just work and fish pretty much. Gotcha, man, gosh, that's that's just amazes me
0: sometimes when you come on with like, no, why do you look like tired? you like, dude, I haven't slept in like
1: 24 yeah. hours. <laughs>
0: You're absolutely right. insane.
1: Yeah, and a lot of times it's you know. Uh, hundred fifty round mi- mile round trip all nighters after working all day, um and gas isn't cheap right now, so it's definitely good to work that much to support the habit. Uh, being that swimming is are so expensive, all I have a lot of nice gear. I really like to um have nice quality gear because I do fish a lot, and um I want good reliable equipment. And you know, it's nice to have nice things. So it is nice to have nice things. That is so true, and.
0: Now, what about you got any stories about maybe when we were out on the boat, or even another story that comes to mind where you know something kind of crazy happened on the boat, or just something kind of funny?
1: Oh man, funny! I mean, when we were down in Virginia fishing on a uh, Chickahominy Lake in Lenox, Virginia, and um, I was throwing a, a bait that uh, it was a Piz Shad Little, which is um, these Piz quick backstory, um, Piz extremely coveted lures um i own a bunch uh, i'm good friends with the maker um but even then i still you know i, I don't get hooked up with baits these are baits that people drive um very far to get they they have really crazy resale value essentially being that they are hard to obtain and and thus makes them rare and valuable so if i lose a bait i can't just replace it sure i have many other baits that are very similar that perform alike but of course they're all slightly different but to a shag glide is a shag glide And we were down fishing this lake and I swung on a tree stump and the bait broke off instantly. And Stu was uh I don't know if I was on the trauma or if he was, but our friend Jack was also there. And I broke that bait off and like a flip a switch went off. It was game time because I knew like I had to really get ready to try to save this bait. So it was completely gone. I, this bait's, you know. Water's a little murky, really, maybe a foot visibility, and we were fishing about five feet of water, and we were fishing these st- standing timber, and um, I pull up on it, and I get down on one knee, and I'm like, give me the net, I'm like, hand me the net, quick, quick, because it was a little windy, I didn't want to, like, lose, where I lost it, and um, they're, they're, like, li- looking at each other, scratching the heads, like, what is he about to do, like, what's he trying, and he just hands me the net, and I get on top of where this where this log was, and I just start jamming around. Poking and just raking, trying to grab this bait. So I know it's there, and if um I could grab a treble hook, I'll be able to get it. And um I'd reach down as far as I can. The water's up to here, and I have this net fully extended. And I thought it gets stuck, and then it pulled free. And I was like, well, that felt pretty good. I pulled it up, and the bait was in the net. And they were just like, what just happened? Like seriously, Stu couldn't believe it. I mean, Eric, yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't believe it. Um, but I was, <laughs> I was like, anyway, let's go back to fish. And they were like, what just happened? And I was like, it's a shadow, little dude. I mean, I can't just get another one. I I still have it. So, you know, I could have just, you know, wrote it off and just kept fishing, but, um, I knew I could get it and it it worked out. It doesn't always work out that way. Um, but in that, in that moment it did work out. And it was pretty funny because just uh, how shocked they were that I was able to get it back that quick too. It only took me a few seconds.
0: Yeah. You just tell that story. I, I think I remember sitting there for five minutes after you did it. I was like, wait, what just happened? He's like, I got it and i was like i got it i i, I got yeah, it one and went fishing i was like let's go what about what about this story because we got an awesome picture to kind of support it um what about the pink lore story
1: oh yeah so this was uh, a couple of days later this was this was this year too um a few years back uh eric had a yeah he, he had built a handful of baits out of wood and painted a few too and um he had painted a buddy of ours uh, it was it's an it's called a ninja glider it's like a ABS you know $25, 30 thirty dollar lure and um my buddy had caught a lot of fish on it and wanted it to get repainted and he had Eric here paint it uh just bright hot pink you know just rattle can no clear coat um the bait was all bubbled up tails bent it really it really looks junky like hooks are rusted and it's the day of the gathering so I had already spent thousand plus dollars on you know 10 new baits um i got all these new baits i have 50 other baits that i brought with me and i'm looking at i'm looking at what i have and i'm like i don't know what to put on and i see it sit in my buddy's box and i'm like you know what i'm like give me that because i've never even used one because i i I threw the s waiver a lot when i was not into like the higher end handmade stuff it's just another plastic glide bait they're all kind of the same it's just seven inch glide bait and, um, so I never had thrown this ninja, and I was like, give me that, because all my buddies had used it coming up, and I, I, I was just an next guy, that's all. So, I never used one before, and, um, I'm joking around with, uh, Eric, and I'm like, what are you guys gonna do I catch a fish with this? What's gonna happen? And I was like, there's no way. I'm just totally goofing off at this point. You I know, mean, I'm tired, I've been waiting in line since four in the morning, um, walk around all day at the show. It's exhausting, and, um, I swear, it, it might have been my third cast, um, I pitch it up over some submerged grass and glide, glide, and this fish just comes up and grabs it. It was about a five-pounder, and I lean into it, and I'm like, fish! I'm like, oh my god, I got a fish. I got one. The way I can't believe it, because I I tied it on as a joke. Like, I seriously, out of, like, almost boredom at that point. And I go to set the hook, I crank the reel twice, and the reel flies off the rod. So well, I'm holding the rod in one hand. I have it up here, trying to maintain pressure on this fish. I have the reel over here. Um, I I throw the reel on the ground after it had it twisted up around the rod like a, um a tether ball. It was a total mess, and I throw the reel down. I don't know if I handed it to, to Eric, but the fish ends up coming underneath the boat, and I could hear it jumping underneath the boat, hitting, smacking the bottom of the boat with the bait in its mouth. And miraculously, I was able to handline it in, and I caught this fish. And it had like one treble hook, like outside on like its outside of its mouth and its gill plate. And it was like a five pounder and I was like like laughing they, they can't believe I caught a fish on them. I'm like what just happened seriously it was a total it was a total total mayhem um but yeah that that was pretty good it was just a chaotic moment
0: yeah dude. that I'll never forget when you threw that along and I was like there's no way he gets anything with it and then like second
1: cast dude I'm like Literally, yeah, right away right away oh like it didn't take more than five minutes probably. Yeah, that was that was the day I was like, all right, I guess Noah's the captain of
0: my boat now, so I'll just sit in the back. I'll be the commander. <laughs> That's it. That's good stuff, Noah. All right, man, I appreciate you coming on this podcast, and um, I like to always give people the floor to kind of plug anything they got going on. Um, any news, any social media or anything, go ahead. The floor is yours.
1: Yeah, you know, Instagram. I'm a uh, Noah R. Fishing. N O A H R Fishing. Just just a little small page just for me to throw up. You know, whenever I catch a good fish every now and then, just throw posts up. And then uh a best friends page, uh Aston nanglers anglers, A S T O N Anglers. Um, multi species, sharks, bass, swim baits, trout, you name it. Cool page, good group of guys to support. Um, so yeah, that's about it for me. Cool.
0: No, I appreciate it, man. We'll have you on another episode down the road.
1: Catch up. Appreciate you.
0: You just listened to the Fishing Fanatics podcast with your host, Eric Stewart. Feel free to check out our other podcasts and our other interviews on our channel, on Spot YouTube, and much more. Check out our Instagram page, TikTok, and Facebook as well.